I'm Dan. And I'm Han. And welcome to Coins and Conversations. Each episode, we sit down with one of our friends and have them share about their journey with money. So let's get into today's conversation. Just a quick note before we get into this episode, we just wanted to warn you that the all that the audio quality is not the greatest. Again, unfortunately, there is some echoing of the audio when we recorded, but this was such a good episode. So hopefully you can listen and still enjoy. Welcome to Coins and Conversations. I'm Han. I'm Dan. And today we have Rachel and Ashley. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Um, let's see, we met, I met Ashley in grad school, we were little baby counselors in 2015? 14, I think. Was it, I don't think I met you until 2015. It was probably, yeah, second semester. Mm -hmm. fall, or spring. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, in our um, multicultural, or diversity class? (laughs) Probably, yeah. Was that the first (laughs) class we had together? I think so, because I, you were friends with someone else that I was kind of friends with, because I yeah. didn't know you, and then, like, you just kind of, we just all conglomerated yes. together, yes. and then, when did you guys meet? We Not met, long after that? We actually met in 2015. The end. The end of 2015, but I didn't meet you guys until February of 2016. 2016. Yeah. And that's when we started scary. hanging out with Ashley more, right? Yeah, you know, she had a cool partner to hang out with. That's <laughs> 100. Me and Ashley were the boring partners, and then we found our more exciting counterparts. So we do have this this relationship theory that we have created, and the 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 testing is done in t- these two relationships right here. So it's very valid and reliable data. There is a boring partner, and then there is a fun and exciting partner. Me and Ashley are the boring mm-hmm. ones, and Rachel and Daniel are the fun ones. So once me and, me and Ashley pass, they will have a farm with, what's going to be on the farm again? We just want it to be completely useless. Yeah. So, <laughs> I like, I'm talking goats, although goats aren't useless. No. We could do goat milk, but goats, cows, but not for anything, just to have. Just to, just to like hang out with. Yeah. Chickens, to, like, just to hang out with. Them. No, there will be no killing on this farm. Do you want chicken You'll eggs? probably have a McDonald's yeah. somehow built <laughs> on oh, the yeah. farm for Daniel. The most important part though is the shrine for me and yes. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> we need a large the shrine of statue us. Body. We the deserve statue. it. We deserve the shrine. 100%. So that is that's the backstory of how we got here. Yeah. And um and then you guys got married right before the the, oh. the panoramic started. Mm-hmm. Like literally like three weeks. days yeah. before. Yeah. On your honeymoon. Probably one of the last cruises. Yeah, <laughs> and we had been on a cruise. You guys could have been like that tragic cruise ship yes. that got stuck out at sea. Well, there weeks. there were cruise ships that were getting stuck at sea before we even like in Europe before we even went on our honeymoon. Yeah. I remember seeing on the news before we got married like can't return <laughs> but at that point that's when we were like oh you know what COVID isn't in texas yet or like yeah, maybe it's, it's in san fine. antonio mm-hmm. it's fine and it, was, it wasn't that was like wild. <laughs> it was literally within a few days because i was traveling when i think yeah. trump had put out the order or whatever like that everyone was going to have to start shutting down because that's when i went to visit my friend court in wisconsin and they were like after we went to this bar and they were like, well, we have to wipe down the menus now. <laughs> it, was like, it was like no one gave a shit because it wasn't Ew, like real. Should you always do that? No, right? It's Wisconsin, like a dive bar in Wisconsin. So 
That's why I like never get sick. Is because I just break. <laughs> they, just, they just indoctrinate your immune system early. Anyway, let's get into it. So, where did you both grow up? What income level would you say you were in? And what was money like for each of you growing up? You can go first. Okay. Um, I grew up in far north Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> North Dallas with <laughs> quotation marks. It's a real place on a map. It is an area. You it can does exist. It yeah. does exist. You can type in far North <laughs> Dallas and Google Maps. Absolutely. And you will get right there. my neighborhood. Also uh, known as Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> it was not Richardson. I had a Dallas address. Thank you very much. Um, but far North Dallas and pretty much Plano and Richardson. Yeah. But Dallas. Um, I would say I would, I don't know, we were talking about this a little yesterday. I mean, solid middle class. I don't know if probably bordering on upper middle class, I would say. <laughs> Think about money growing up. Not until lately. Like, when I was like, you're middle right. class. Yeah, yeah, right. There we go. That's, that answers the question. <laughs> I don't know. We, we went on vacation every summer. And where, where, did yeah, where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you, um, quote, summer? summer. Yeah. We summered. Again? We summered at Cape Cod every oh, summer. Okay. Middle class. <laughs> Just comfortable middle class. My mom was is regular old middle class. My mom is from Boston, okay? That's a very normal place for people to summer. What kind of house did you stay in when you summered in Cape Cod? We stayed in a hotel. Oh, okay. The okay. Seacrest. So you didn't have like a second home there. Okay. <laughs> no. That's not okay. No, but our that friends did. Okay. So. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't really start thinking about money until, I mean, even when I had my first job and was babysitting, like I didn't even really think about yeah. money that much. No. I just. You're like, pay me whatever. I'll take care of your kid. I don't care. Exactly. For sure. I, was, I think I was getting paid like $5 an hour. Um, I think that was dang. the going. I think I was even getting like 10 Yeah. Maybe. I didn't, I didn't I don't remember. It was just like my friend's parents and they would just like, well, my parents' friends, not my friends' parents. <laughs> they weren't paying me to babysit my friends. <laughs> they were paying me my parents' friends were paying me to babysit their children. It would be like fifty bucks. Here's a fifty. Yeah. 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 It'd be like I'll order like a pizza or something. Maybe twenty. I don't remember. Oh man. See, I would think twenty because I would get twenty and I'd be like, I'm rich. Score. I know. <laughs> but no, I money was not really a stressful thing until later after 2008 like I would say around 2010 is when I really started to think about it more I was like still because of like the recession yeah. okay. it hit my grandparents really hard um maybe you should explain like you like your mom was a single mom oh yeah so my mom was a single mom my parents got divorced when I was four um and my dad probably won't ever listen to this podcast. Um, he <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm listening right now. <laughs> you bitch. He stopped paying child support oh. in 2004, I think, when he lost his job. And my mom never really, you know, like, what were you going to yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Like, right. he like, couldn't pay it. So it was, he was just going to go to jail and nobody wanted that. Well, <laughs> some people may have wanted that. Um, but my grandparents were very, very... I don't want to call them wealthy because like I just, they're just really well off. My grandpa worked really hard. He retired. My grandma worked too. They both worked really hard. And so thankfully my grandpa really helped support mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. mom and, um, and us growing up 
yeah, you know, they were really helpful. Yeah, it, you know, my mom was willing to move into an apartment after the divorce, and my grandpa said, no, you're going to stay where you are, and we we wouldn't have been able to do half the stuff we did without my grandpa. Their support. Yeah, and he just, no one ever, I mean, I think that's part of the reason why I never thought about money, because it was never a stressful thing. Like, there was never this expectation mm-hmm. that we owed him something, or that yeah. he was, like, holding it over our head. Um, he just did it. Out of the generosity yeah. of his heart. Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in some ways similar, in some ways not at all similar, but we grew up <laughs> near each other because I was actually in Plano. Which. So, like, I don't know. I feel like Plano in the 90s, granted, I was a child, but I don't think anyone was below middle class in Plano. In the nineties, yeah, yeah, it's always had money, and people there have always had money. So, I well, this was actually something, Hannah. I don't know. Like, I was curious. So, I'm one of four children. So, there's six people in my family. My parents are still married. Does that, like, by definition, change like your class, like upper middle class, middle mm-hmm. class? Because I would say we were. Middle to middle, up middle to upper middle class. Right. But it would have, we probably would have been more like upper class had I not have so many siblings, not honestly. Yeah, not have four kids. Yeah. That's not you what Catholics do. Think of all the extra things you could have. Oh, I did think about it. As as a child, I thought about that often. Um, <laughs> being the oldest, it was every every new child was tough on me. <laughs> but I love them now, so it's a good thing they're all around. But it was uh, I feel like that a shock. Like of your yeah, because how many kids you have, like that costs money. So yeah, you could be living in like a richer neighborhood, but you have four kids versus your neighbor who has no kids. Like, right, impact your finances. Yeah, so, like, I mean, so when I was really young, like, I know my parents didn't have nearly as much money, obviously. My dad worked two jobs, I think, up until my sister was born, so I was about four and a half. Um, And then I think he probably just worked one job. I don't know exactly when that stopped, but my mom didn't work. She was basically a stay-at-home mom until I was, like, 15, and then she started substitute teaching. Probably a little bit for the money, because, let's see, if I was 15, that was right around 2008, Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Am I doing that? Yeah, I would have been ninety-two. I would have been sixteen. So yeah, she started. You know, I'm sure things were starting to decline. I, I, but I wasn't aware of it. Um, of, like that 2008, I was not aware yeah. of. I didn't get it because I was started to drive and I was. I actually think I asked my dad the other day. I was like, "Did you ever get like?" Because I was excited. I was driving. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And I would just go and probably use a bunch of gas and definitely oh, yeah. not fill it up. <laughs> and no. I, I know now since there's been like a lot more gas, like whatever, the gas prices have been crazy the past few years. I know they were similar in 2008, no, were but I was not aware. I remember paying like four something per gallon. Which is insane. I think I started working. Like, I had a summer job, so I think I would pay for my gas. Oh, I those... never wanted to ask my parents. Oh, you're a gas. much better child than me. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I was like, dang, these prices are high. And yeah. Then now they're kind of high, I guess, again-ish, depending where you live. But. Yeah. Well, so I didn't think about it. Um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, credit to 
good parenting because I don't think every child had the experience Rachel and I had where like they were not aware of finances yeah. when they were kids. But no, when I was younger, I was not aware of mm-hmm. like I, my parents also they not that I think I would have had any concept of this, but they tried to keep secret like even how much money they made. Like I remember filling out my FAFSA yeah. the first year and I, I was like, I need else. y'all's income. And they, my mom was like, I'll type it in. <laughs> I was like, okay. Wait, Not that that would have been so it. anything. Did, did, your, did you know what your mom made? Like, back, like, let's say when you were, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Um, or like going into college when you were doing your FAFSA. Yeah, no, my mom, I remember, well, my mom went back to school to get her master's degree when I was in middle school, early high school. And I remember she, after doing like all her hours and everything, she got a job, um, as a therapist and paid five dollars an hour (laughs) (laughs) me and hannah know (laughs) like i just remember we talked about it Uh because it was my mom worked from home my entire life she was a personal trainer out of our house and so i know know, new new fact about toby um (laughs) just a fun fact toby's not her name her her name is terry (laughs) (laughs) but so yeah she works out of the house like so it was really I, I thought it was exciting when she got like a real job. Oh. And I'm doing, oh, I'm doing wow. posts because wow. I know she, like I know it was a real job. Toby grew up and got a real it job. Was just <laughs> it was just she just like trained old ladies out of her house. <laughs> That's what she did. That she did. It was just the old neighborhood old ladies. Um, so when I just remember when she got like a you know an out of the house job, it was very exciting. And I was like, how much are you making? <laughs> to be like really ever you know I feel like in school they always would ask you and I'd probably say teacher just because it was the only career I feel like I knew right like what other careers do kids really know yeah I was thinking about so I went to college undeclared and like the level of privilege there of like my parents sent me to college I didn't know what I wanted to do like that's pretty nice of them because yeah. honestly, like other parents would just be like, you gotta figure your shit out before yeah. you're going to college. But then it is a lot of pressure to place on someone that's 18. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, you often yes. have pressure yes. to like pick something and then it's like, you, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot if you pick something you don't mm-hmm. like. You've already sunk so much time and money into like some of those classes depending on how far you get down the track, so. No, for sure it was the right choice for me because I don't think I ever actually would have figured out being a counselor. like. I don't know, my mom. How did you get into it then? Well, so at the time, UNT, University of North Texas, had a, like an undeclared major, major almost. It was like a program that you oh. could um, do. And it had like this cohort system your freshman year where you would take an undeclared class 
along with two other classes all with the same people, which was kind of cool. So I made freshman year easier. Like I had, I met people that way. People that I stayed in touch with all through college, which was pretty cool. Um, and we had like built in study groups. Cause I think my classes, it was the undeclared major class. And then I think it was a biology class. It was a science class. I think biology and then dance appreciation, which dance appreciation, you know, that was like <laughs> my humanities class or whatever. Right. That was not hard. It was not that serious, but for the bio class, it was really helpful to have a study oh, group. Right. <laughs> so hard. I remember that yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we had this undeclared class and a lot of it was focused, I guess you would call it kind of a career counseling class. Right. So a lot of stuff was focused on taking different assessments like the Myers-Briggs mm. or strong interest inventory. And coincidentally, the person who taught that was a therapist. Like she was an LPC. Oh, okay. Um, she worked in like academic counseling for UNT, mm. but she was an LPC and had gone to UNT for her master's program. Mm. So I feel like, yes, there was a lot of like data and objective measures that pushed me in the direction of counseling. But I also think my professor being a counselor yeah. just like helped me. And then I was, I had started, that was the first time I did counseling of my own, like being a client yeah. was mm -hmm. when I was in college. So that's kind of how it all came together, um, which I know I do enjoy counseling and um, it's not a moneymaker. Hannah and I talk about this. What? <laughs> it's not a moneymaker. So sometimes I look back and I'm like, how, if I had known, would I still have made right. the decision? I don't know. Cause I'm like, I don't know what else I would do. I also yeah. liked interior design, interior decorating, like that kind of thing. But I never thought about pursuing that as a career. Like that was never, my mom wanted me to be an engineer. No. I, I hated, oh, I was no, not passionate no. about, I could do math. Like I'm good at math, but like, I don't enjoy it. So I probably would, would go back and be like, like an accountant. Like, like I was really, really boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To get yeah. money, but I'm like, God, I don't know if I can deal with that. It like just seems so boring to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's pros and cons. I thought you made a lot of money when I told you you're a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think like therapists like they confuse it with like psychiatrists or like psychologists. Like I don't have a doctor. Like you just have like a measly amount. Measly. That's what it feels like. Some like with the paychecks, you get a hundred thousand dollar piece of paper. Yeah. You have to pay so much to go. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it, it costs a lot to be a counselor. And then I feel like there's kind of a ceiling unless mm -hmm. you want to do something more business oriented, which yeah. some counselors like, but like I am not business minded. Yeah. So I'm not like, going to be like the director want, of something. No, yeah. Yeah. If you want to make a shit ton of money as a therapist, like, like just seeing clients, you have to charge on the Yeah. Like that's literally the only way yeah. to make money. And then there's kind of like the... Ethical, ethical or just like value yeah. kind of question yeah. like well, do I only want to see clients that can pay me $150 an hour or whatever like yeah because more people need help than those people so we could probably talk a whole yeah. other episode on that <laughs> so that's what got us here yes. and then what was the first thing you made money I actually, we were talking about this last night, and Ashley did not know this about me. This is new information after eight years. We've been together years. for eight years. <laughs> um, 
I my first job was at a music store where I took <laughs> voice lessons because she was going <laughs> to be a famous, famous singer. <laughs> um, so it was at this tiny little music store. Uh, Is it still around? It's still around. Um, really great. close to my Small house. business. Yeah, and it was call I mean, it out. Let's sponsor. Or get, get, <laughs> let's get them a sponsor. Yes. Dallas. Scott Sound Music. Okay. I don't know if it's still. I mean, I, it's, I know it's still there, but I don't know like who's still working there. It was very small. There were only three teachers there. Um, piano voice. Well, I was like the studio associate or assistant <laughs> or whatever, and I would like mail out bills um, for voice lessons or for all kinds of lessons. Uh, I vacuumed. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guitar teachers brought her two dogs, <laughs> and there was always dog hair everywhere. Oh, so, like, studio, like, like, like I could go in there buy CDs, CDs or no? They sold some things, okay. but well, yeah, I guess it, I, I would call it. I call it a music store, but. It, I mean, they had some things for sale, but they were always very dusty because nobody ever bought them. It was more so like where you would go for lessons. It was more like, like I'm recording something, something or I'm learning lessons yes. or something. Okay. Yeah, you would go for, there was a guitar teacher, and there was like a wind instrument teacher, and then the lady I took from did piano and voice. What if I wanted to like lay down a mixtape? Could I go there? No, I don't think you could lay down a mixtape okay. there. I don't think no. it was like a recording studio. Okay, okay. I just needed clarity yeah. on that. But and then how much did you make? Oh, um, like minimum wage, whatever that was in 2009. Probably 7.75. No, 7.25. I don't even think it's which is. And I mean, I worked like three awful. hours a week. Like I worked. taxes. <laughs> 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 make copies of music um, I'd go down to the UPS store and make copies and um, yeah it was they didn't even have their own copier you no, have to go to the I UPS store to downstairs to make copies in like an upstairs downstairs shopping the center yeah so I worked like three hours a day I worked on Saturdays for a few hours and then I would just uh, go home <laughs> so cute yeah my first way was babysitting. Um, I kind of had for a little while a couple like <laughs> solid game babysitting gigs loosely where it was just like every week, oh, yeah, you know? Like yeah, yeah, where it was like, okay, there was one family like Tuesdays or something, maybe Thursdays, I don't know, they had date night and I would yeah. watch the kids for a while and then um, that like for several months that happened and then even before that, I had, like, a Friday night babysitting that – this was, like, before I was even driving. So, it was, like, what else could I do on a Friday night? Right. Nothing. Um, <laughs> and I probably got paid between 5 to $7 an hour. And then, like, my first job outside of that, I worked at Charming Charlie. Char- <laughs> Retail. Charlie. Yep. Did you do a discount? I did. I don't remember what it was. Maybe, like – 25 percent something like that but like I did, i'm not into that kind of you know what i mean you know me like that's yeah, not no no no. actually there's a rule you have to wear six items of jewelry <gasps> at least back in the day yeah but i would like really cheat because i had like rings that i would wear every day so i'd be like there's two and then i have earrings in and then i'd put on like i don't know like a watch a bracelet and a necklace or something like that they wouldn't check you they wouldn't check you but like my manager was pretty neurotic so she probably would be like ashley you need to put something else on on mr t six pieces is a lot yeah i'm sure i could have i'm sure i could have Yeah. 
every single toe has a ring. They just have like accessories. No, there was so they when I was there, it was just accessories. Now since then, I think they've added some clothes, but like very minimally, it was just accessories. It was by color. You also had this really ridiculous like way of having to greet people at the door. So like, if anyone listening here, you saw your Charming Charlie. Do you remember? I don't. It was like. I don't know. It was something very, very cheesy, like, have a charming day. Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was Gross. really cheesy. But thankfully, I graduated from door greeter to cashier pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, made tons of money. <laughs> I just remember I would go to McDonald's on my break and I would get like, I don't know, probably like a snack wrap and a Coke back in the day. And I'd be like, that cost an hour. <laughs> I just worked an hour at this horrible place. It was at um, oh, Plano, was, Preston was Park. Freestanding. Oh, yeah, no, that's freestanding. Really but it's in like a strip mall. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've went to Trevor Charlie's until I moved It's not there anymore. RIP. I mean, I think I got rid of it. Yeah. Charming Charlie. I mean, it wasn't like, you know. It wasn't really my number one choice. It was just what hired it was just me. A job. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I need to take that, that first, first job. Yep. And there we go. Yep. Okay. So, so when, when did you guys first talk about money in your relationship? Seriously, we probably didn't talk about it until right before we were about to move in together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we moved in together after about two years, like exactly two years of dating. And um, mm-hmm. and then we slow for lesbians. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. Rachel was in Dallas, and I was in Denton for school. Yeah. So, but then, but yeah, we. I mean, because we needed to talk about what we could afford. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we didn't even. We still had our separate money. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you. I paid half rent. You paid half rent. It was Mm-mm. just. Yeah, um, it was just. But before then, I mean, really, didn't really talk about it. No, it was very much just like, this is my money, that's your money, I'll do what I want with my money, I'll do what you want with your money, and we'll be fine. Like, you know, we'll go out on dates and, like, split things and stuff, but, like, it wasn't very cognizant or anything. No. We were probably spending a lot of money, because it was early on in dating, we were just doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, when you're just, like, like, balls out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You have to go, like, plan activities to do all the time. Uh Uh-huh. I've gone yeah. to Denton for the weekend every weekend before we moved in together, and we go out for every meal mm-hmm. <laughs> all weekend. Yeah, it's very expensive. I know. It was very expensive. Yeah, it was so fun. So we so did it. We're in a little love bubble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're money made. Yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, well, I don't care. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Fifty dollars. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We'll get it again tomorrow. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Um, in what ways has money impacted your relationship and your relationship with other people? I don't think it's really affected our relationship. Um, I mean, Ashley is definitely way more, way more anxious about money than I am. I mean, yeah. really, really anxious. Uh, she's gotten so much better though yeah. over the Give years. Give me a little bit. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> and so there, and there were times that she would get anxious about money and I'd be like, I would get anxious because I'd be like, "How? I need to fix this. Yeah. And what do I do to fix it? And I think that your anxieties about money are a little 
like dare I say, just a smidge irrational. Oh, a hundred percent. And uh-huh. so, you know, there's really nothing for me to do. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have any examples? But just of like, what she oh, like, okay, we have. I, I, we have a you know how much money we have in our savings account. Yeah. We have a significant mm-hmm. amount on your savings account because we are saving for a house. And Ashley would be like, "We have no money." <laughs> She'll be like, "We're we're poor. We're, de- we're destitute. We can't afford anything." I know. Literally, she buys shoes once a year. <laughs> she's like a poor child in the dust bowl who can only afford shoes. She gets them She gets it for a birthday every year. Although not anymore now that you work from home. Not I work from home. My uh, she, like wear a whole that's what you, you get, get for your birthday, birthday is a pair of shoes. Like, you buy yourself. Like, your parents buy them. Oh, my. No. Yeah. Well, also, okay. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. What happens is she gets these every, when she was working out of the house, she loved these black flats that were like point and toe. Very pretty. But she'd wear a hole in these. Yes. And she'd be like, can't buy a new pair of shoes. Till my birthday. How much are these flats? Probably like $40. thirty. No. Like, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. In my defense, Rachel and I, our shoe size is very similar. So I don't buy a lot of shoes because I wear hers half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll give another. I'll just be the kind of person. We'll be like, you know, we do grocery pickups. So we'll be ordering our groceries, and I'll be like, oh, what? Uh, great, about like I just bought instead of Honey Nut Cheerios, I bought like Honey Nuttos. <laughs> they taste the same. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get the brand of milk I like anymore because it's like twenty cents more expensive okay. than the off brand. And that will Exactly. We can switch back. Ashley is convinced that that's just going to eat up our entire savings. Okay, and we'll get a little bit later. We can talk more about why this is because it's going to come up in a future question. But I do have some good reasons. But I don't think it's really affected our relationship at all. Not really. Relationship and not really my relationship with other people. I. Money isn't something that really stresses me out. Um, it just, I, I don't know. I don't, it's not something I think about that much. That's why she's the fun one. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's really impacted our relationship very much. I do think on the flip side, like because I get anxious about money, which I'm just more of an anxious person than Rachel is. So my anxiety really likes to fixate on things like numerical, like money. And so it really likes safety and money can be it's a way to provide that so yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of i I know that my anxiety can just like fixate on money for no good reason but so on the flip side rachel gets stressed sometimes when i'm stressed but then i feel bad i'm like god i know i'm like literally being crazy right now and she's getting stressed because i'm stressed and i feel bad for that so i guess it impacts us that way but normally we can kind of just shake it off it's gotten much better though yeah just it's gotten much better but I do, I really don't like hearing something that I've realized recently. So, you know, going back to something we were talking about earlier, good parenting, they didn't talk about money, right? When we were younger. Well, now, you know, then you hit adulthood and I feel like your yeah. parents decide to start talking to you about money um, and about their money, not just my, their, their finances. And even though I am not dependent on them at all, like it's stressful for me because I want to make sure they're okay. And like, I don't want to think about them 
not being able to retire or, and you know, both my parents and Rachel's mom, (laughs) not not dad, sorry, (laughs) Rachel's mom have done so much for us financially that like when they are stressed about money, I get stressed. Like if, if, if Terry's talking about like her worries about money, I get stressed. If my parents are talking about, well, usually it's my dad. My dad is exactly like me in terms of anxiety with money. I definitely a hundred percent get it from him. My mom is like Rachel, like, it's fine. Whatever. I know. I love going to the store with your mom because she'll be like, let's try this and this. Throwing stuff into our car. And I'll be like, "Mm, no. So I don't know if it like impacts my relationships with them though, because I don't. Like I just, it's like an internal problem because I don't, I don't want to be like, yeah. shut up, you know, stop talking about your problems. <laughs> it's not very nice, I guess, but um, so it's, it's not very therapist of me. But it does, like, if my dad starts talking about money, it stresses me out. Yeah, so yeah. like, it impacts relationships in that way. So, so how do you both make an income now? I am a teacher, public school teacher. <laughs> Rachel makes a lot of money. I've been in public school for this is my third year. Okay. okay. Loving, Loving it. it. <laughs> Living the dream. I do. Yes. Every every day I wake up to a fresh nightmare. Um, no, I do actually really, really love my job. I like what I do, but there are so many problems with the United States education. The thing that I think is just the most ridiculous and something that I'm not sure everyone knows about, at least in Texas, about being a public teacher is it doesn't really matter how good of a job you do. You're going to get the amount of money you get, no matter if you're an excellent teacher or not. It's more based on experience. And then they do bullshit things like they've been doing the past few years because there's not a lot of teachers where they'll increase the starting salary. So like the starting salary was something when Rachel started. Now the starting salary is a couple thousand dollars higher than that. Rachel's been working. This is her third year. And she's making like a hundred bucks more than the people who just started because the starting salary has gone up. They raise the starting salary. And then they raise They don't proportionally raise. No. So we get like a... I think got like a three percent or four percent raise, but it, which isn't necessarily not bad, bad right. but it only yeah. it only puts me like a couple hundred dollars over what the starting teacher's salary is. Yeah, it's really wild, and I think that it's really a problem. And and you know, Rachel can maybe talk more about why like the flip side isn't great either, because they've tried to do that in other like districts like Dallas ISD they've tried to do more of like merit raises and there's problems with that too where it gets political which I guess a lot of jobs are like that but it's really I think that's just something people don't know about teachers is that you know they're not incentivized to do a good job it that's but with money that's all because of like the goodness of their heart yeah because they're not gonna get more money just because they teach better no no that's that yeah exactly it's really wild and and then again there's the things that have been happening lately which is starting salaries raising in various districts which is good but not valuing or Kind of recognizing, yeah, exactly. You know, giving boat like sign on bonuses mm, and all these yeah. things. They're trying to get more people to join, but I don't, I mean, the retention is going to be horrible because people are just yeah. going to jump district to district to try to get more, more money. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I'm a therapist. I <laughs> 
I my job though is kind of unique for a therapist in that I work for a company where I get a flat salary. Um, I don't get paid per DM or paid per client, which is how a lot of therapists make money. And um, really, that like philosophy of not having a solid like the fear of not having like solid as we've already established I have a lot of anxiety about money right but the fear of not having like a solid like every month I'm getting this much money kept me in more of like the not like agency yeah yeah I was at a hospital um I was at an eating disorder hospital and so they they pay salary because it doesn't like the way they get paid is not the same as like outpatient. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely kept me in those sorts of jobs. And then I have found this company that will pay me a salary to, no matter how many clients I see. I have an expectation of course. Um, and it's just provided a lot more security mm-hmm. in making that jump because I like things to be consistent in that way. And because Rachel's a teacher, she doesn't have limitless options to make more money. So um, I find it kind of important to make sure mine's somewhat stable because she doesn't have the ability to ever. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so okay, how are your finances organized now and how did you decide on that? Basically, my because we're saving for a house, which with the way everything is right now, like we're not in any rush, but my paycheck goes into our savings account. Um, and we pretty much just save it. And then Ashley's paycheck goes into our checking account and we save some of it, that too, mm-hmm. and then live off of the rest of it. Yeah. Um, that's kind of our... Yeah, I make more than what we live off of, mm-hmm. which is nice, um, unless we're like just being real bougie or <laughs> like traveling a ton. Or... You, guys, you guys have totally... Are you, are you all, all like have joint, joint accounts? accounts? We're yes. joint, yeah. yeah so exactly. when we got married, as you said, like right at the start of the pandemic, so it was kind of a difficult time to try to figure out things that you need to do to like... Like, like name changes and DMVs, like yeah. that wasn't happening no, for a while. <laughs> we just didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. <laughs> Banks, and I mean, like we could have, right? Some of this was also our own procrastination, but we just were not prioritizing getting to a bank and combining our finances because it was like, don't go anywhere you don't need to go. Um, and also, there was just like a lot of intermittent stuff. Like Rachel lost her job because of COVID. Um, so there, there was just a lot of stuff that was like, well, you're, you know, she, I mean, she did, she did get unemployment. So I don't know. There was just a lot of variables. And then for a little while we were going to kind of divide up finances a little differently. Like we were trying to think of like, okay, can we have some like individual accounts and some joint accounts? And it just, we just got overwhelmed with it and said, fuck it. And we just put it all together. Um, and if you can trust your partner with money, then like, it doesn't matter. Right, right. It's if you have like trust issues around that, or if like someone's not making good financial decisions, like yeah, that's yeah. when, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've kind of made like an unofficial rule that we won't buy anything over like $100 without talking to the other person. Um, because as we've established earlier, like I'm not going to go out and buy a $120 pair of shoes. That's not me. Um, <laughs> so we don't have to worry about that. It's also not me. <laughs> it's not you. No, it's not. I'll just buy maybe like more than one pair of shoes per year. Yeah. If I need yeah. <laughs> but we just, I mean, we, that's kind of an arbitrary number and we don't really use it cognizantly. I don't think anymore because we would talk about anything unless it's a gift for the other person, which right, even right. then unlikely for us, like we don't buy extravagant gifts for each other. Um, but 
like, for the most part, if it's going to be over $100, we're probably talking about it anyways. If it's, like, something, I don't know, for the house or mm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. Yeah. So how do you guys both feel about money now versus previously? And what has changed in your financial situation over the years? I feel... I feel a lot better about money. I feel more confident with money in, like, my knowledge about money. Um... And I think growing up, not really thinking about money, um, not that it did me like a disservice, but I just didn't know that much. Mm. You know, I kind of had to figure out like the credit stuff, you know, just all the things that come with money and having an adult money. I remember when I applied for my first credit card, they gave me like $5,000. I was like, why are you doing this? I know. And I was like, woo. You probably didn't have $5,000 to your name. No, I didn't. No, 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 I know. I'm maxing it out. No fucking Yeah. I just didn't know. Um, but I think I've gotten much more confident. Much, I've learned a lot from Ashley. Ashley's very good with money. She's anxious about it, but she's very, and I mean, She's a bit of a hoarder when it comes to money. Like, Absolutely. She's like, I swear to God, this woman, if she could never, ever spend any more money. There's like, there's like money. I know. I'm under the She's like, I just want to hoard. You know, I'm like, that's the point. You've got to do something with it. Oh, um, I don't know. It like, like, makes me feel good to hoard it. I was like, you can't take it with you when you die, so. Oh, she will. She'll be buried in the So I just... Uh, but I've I've learned a lot about it. I've, I'm more confident in like making financial decisions now. I think mm-hmm. and um, just I, I just know more. I, I know more. And I think I feel like even seeing you like mm, for sure grow over the years with money. Um, learn a lot from yeah, learn a lot from you. Stuff. And I, I feel like you know you're very very good and very smart about it. Um, or at least that is how it appears to me. <laughs> But, you know, you just kind of gain this knowledge and confidence as you get yeah, older, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and our financial situation has changed a lot. We, I mean, when we first moved in together, we, I mean, we were fine. We, but Ashley made $37,000 a year. First I, therapy job right yeah, there. I, Back in 2018. 17, 17 or 18? 17. Because you were making... So your income has changed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We were making probably combined 60000 which, again, this was in 2017. So, like, your money went further then. Yes, for sure. But still, like, that was actually, I think, the first time in my life, because I'm obviously as well-established. I'm very much a hoarder with money. So, like, even as a child, like, I just would save and save and save and save and save. I don't know why. I have a bank account. I just... You know, put my babysitting money in and put my Charlie Charlie money in and just That's why Exactly. Also, like it wasn't my car. That's how I rationalized it. It was their car. Anyways, um so that was like the first time that and also we were, you know, newly living together. We had just moved into a place that comes with a lot of expenses. We were really excited still. We were at the, you know, we started planning our wedding not long after that. Anyways, all that to say, um, it was, we, we didn't always make ends meet. Like, thankfully I had savings, but like we were not in the green every month.
Um, but yeah, we were not always in the green at that point, even though our expenses really were low because we were just excited. We were living together, whatever. Um, but also, we, neither one of us was making a lot of money. So yeah, we definitely are a lot. I, I even have gotten a lot less anxious. Last year, we really kind of went on a... I don't know, a, a personal mission goal of like being very strict about budgeting to really bump up savings for a house. Um, and I think it helped us. Like we're not nearly as strict about it anymore. We don't track. We actually don't have a budget that we track all the time. It's just more of like a sense now because we were doing it for so long that now we just kind of know like what's, what, what's reasonable based on how much I even make more than we I did last year, and so that's obviously helping. But yeah, trying to not just make more and then spend more. Um, so we just kind of know now. I think being really strict about budgeting for about a year really did help us, one, get a good handle on savings, but also just have a better sense day to day um, how much. And uh, as I kind of alluded to earlier, so I got laid off early this year. And that really kind of rocked yeah, yeah, my right. sense of financial stability. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I found out I got laid off, I I just got so I got so sick. I was making maybe no. But I got so sick. I got COVID for the first time when I got laid off because I was so stressed. Um, but so I guess I think because of that, you know, I don't know, those kinds of things, I guess, I think really do change you, especially because I don't know a lot of people who were laid off at age 30. Like, I feel like that's pretty young to have that first experience. Um, and so I think Rachel and I, because of that, will always be a couple with like a very large security, like a safety. Um, what's the word? That's not what I'm trying to think of. Safety net. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're always in a lot of savings. You just don't think it happens to you. No. Yeah. 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 So you can so avoid, you avoid it. it. Yes. Yes. For sure. So we're always going to have a really good savings, I feel like, to make sure, like, if either one of us lost our jobs, we would be good for a while. Like, I think that's just now something that will make me feel a lot more comfortable because I was then, I am now. I make a little bit more, again, middle school teacher. You just don't have the ability to. And so it was really kind of frightening, even though, you know, thank God for unemployment and use it when you need it. But, um, you know, yeah, it, just, it just, it was, it was like, like, okay, that was like, the, that was the majority, like, we were living off of that, now it's not yeah, there, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that definitely, though we are in a much better place financially, it definitely um, needed, like, that shaped my anxiety, and I think that just shaped the way I'm not going to be taking money for, I'm not always going to be like, I just have another paycheck coming, like, I don't take that for granted anymore, because I don't know, like, you just don't know, maybe you don't have another paycheck coming. What is, what is the biggest, biggest mistake, mistake you have had to make money? That's just this spending it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think, Daniel, mine is not spending <laughs> it. No, no, no. I actually think the biggest mistake probably, and I don't have any specifics. I wish I did, but I've probably said no to things because I was like, nope, don't want to spend the money on that. So I think I'm the opposite in that regard. I don't, I mean, obviously I haven't made a lot of crazy risky financial decisions. Hello. But probably saying no to stuff and then honestly again just the those dates when we would go out to every every um meal that's probably not the best financial decision but we did it i think just not knowing enough and being you know in my early 20s 
and like 19, 20, 21, just like, I'm going to put money on my credit card and not have to pay it off every month and just, or not pay it off fully every month. Right, right. Exactly. I can pay 21. And just not saving. Wait, why is my balance not going down? Why is my balance not going down? Yeah, not saving probably as much as I should have. I was definitely more of a spender. I am. I'm more of a spender than Ashley is, but I'm not. She's not wild by I'm any not, means. I I'm definitely trust. trust. Yeah. Every once in a while, I say, stop putting money in Jeffrey Bezos's wallet. <laughs> I'm a slave to Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> let's let's, let's give Amazon. Amazon a little break for a minute. <laughs> um, what is the fight you guys have about money? <sighs> I think y'all know some of this, but I don't know. Rachel, go ahead. So this is. It's not only about money. I mean, it, it comes it comes back to really, I think, how we were raised, like our family's origin, the, the values that we were raised with. Um, but there and was, communication. And communication. There was a period of time where my sister was, do you all know this, where she was going to move in? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And she was going to move in here for a little bit because her and her boyfriend were, like, getting a new place, and they he was moving in with his parents, and she was like, I don't want to do that. And... Um, they just moved back from, no, they hadn't moved back from Houston. They were moving out. That's when they were moving out of that apartment. Apartment, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about it and decided that that was fine. Um, and we had just moved into this place mm-hmm. a few months, like a couple months before. Um, I think and, like two months. It yeah. was very. Yeah, it was new. Yeah, it was very new. And so my sister, you know, said she would pay for her food and stuff and contribute money and um, Ashley kind of changed her mind <laughs> and decided about, the about, about Sarah moving in. About the amount of money. And yeah. about the amount of money she was okay with Sarah paying. And I basically wanted her to pay like a fair share of rent. And I was super against that. And I still disagree with that. Yeah. I still really... But you wanted her to pay a fair Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what was, Wait, what was, was the, the original share? Yeah, we can. I don't... What was it? Uh, it was like... Three hundred, maybe. That's that's what was original, and then based on what our rent was at the time, um, it's obviously gone up since then. But at the time, and Sarah was working from home, and we were both working out of the home. But I had asked for like six hundred a month. Okay, okay, so double what originally. Yeah, and then she was like, no. And I was, and I still, I. I still don't agree with that. I still, and I, and Ashley said, you know, if it was my siblings, I would expect the same thing. And I do believe her. Um, I, I, I absolutely believe her, but I, that's just not just, that wasn't how, I don't know. It, you're like, you're there's a value. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. And that was very difficult. I think that was probably one of the hardest situations yeah face. we've had a couple and we had like not even been married a year at that point like we had a lot of therapy yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we still don't like talking about it no it's fine it's really fine but yeah it was uh not a great time in our relationship no, it was not what is something you both spend money on currently that other people don't judge you for not shoes. <laughs> not shoes. <laughs> no, no clothes. Like I just, especially now working from home. Like I know you get it, Hannah. Like I just, I'm on camera, so I have, I have to look okay, like waist up. But um, I think 
One thing, some people would probably disagree with the fact that we're still renting and we don't own, we rent a house, um, but at this particular moment, a house this size, there's no way we could get a mortgage for less than what we're paying for rent. Absolutely not. Not a chance in hell. It is, works for us. And again, like, we could buy a house. We, we could. But it's just not. We don't want to be house poor. Yeah. And also, we mentioned uh, Tilly, our oh, dog. Our dog. Yeah. We. She's, we spend like eight hundred dollars a year on her haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Which is Which just is not something most people. How long does she get her? Well, maybe like every. I think eight hundred may be a little yeah. high. I'm thinking it's more like six hundred. It's like hundred. Still not cheap. Yeah. She's so she's a mini Australian Shepherd. So she's a floofy girl, <laughs> and we live in Texas where it gets to be 108 yeah, degrees so we we yeah we try to keep it like you know not super overgrown because it just helps a little bit we like you get her belly shaved and stuff so she can be a little cooler i mean we can sit here and pretend like it's the heat but we love her and we want yeah. her to be beautiful <laughs> she is beautiful. and so she needs to get pampered every now and then she gets yeah, her nails yeah. done and she, she gets a nice bath and a spritz and a bandana and a bandana <laughs> and our, our, we love our groomers so much allison and petco at uh, alma and 15th street in plano would recommend yeah. um <laughs> Not sponsored, yeah. but should be <laughs> again. Yeah, so people would probably disagree with that, but honestly, yes, we love our groomer, so we'll pay even though we could probably get it cheaper. And Tilly deserves it. And Ra- I really pay anything for our dog. Like, there's, there's not a number. Rachel and I do not come anywhere close to spending that much on our hair per year. I get two haircuts a year. Yes, and fifty dollars. Yeah, same, maybe two haircuts. I don't. I can't remember the last time I got. I think you get. What does does success or rich look like like to both of you? Um, I don't know. I feel successful. I feel like I'm very proud of my life, my marriage, my job. Um, I think I'm good at it. So I feel successful. I think rich would be just never having to think about money. Mm -hmm. You know, just being so comfortable. However, I I can't even put a number on it. But just being able to not think about how much I'm spending. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when I think of rich, I think about being able to pay people to do stuff you don't want to do. Like the convenience yes. factor. Mm-hmm. Like people who would like take care of your yard or clean your house or God, a personal chef. Like, oh, that's the dream. Those kinds of things. Like people even just like to do like, you know, a, assistant or whatever to be like hey go get my groceries like that feels rich to me the people who don't who can pay for convenience um and yeah not having to think about it travel just wherever you know to to just be like you know what sounds fun let's go to australia and not really like think about it okay last last question 20 years what is something you both want to be able to spend money on uh, well, we, I like your, I, a beach house. Would love to have yeah. a vacation home. Vacation in, home. In Cape. Yeah, in Cape. <laughs> I feel like, um, like, I don't think, though, I would want necessarily, like, a whole other property to upkeep. Like, I was talking, I was like, that feels like a lot. Like, your AC goes out. And it's like, but, like, I could see it being, like, me and my family. Like, if it was, like, us and, like, six other people and their families all splitting this. So, like, when shit inevitably is going to break. 
Um, it's not so much. Like, I think that would be nice. Like, I know one of my friends has, like, a lake house that they, like, I think it's her grandparents. And then, like, all the, like, her parents and aunts and uncles and stuff kind of co-own. So I'm like, that would be nice. Something like that. That would be great. And I think that's something that we might actually be able to yeah. obtain. Yeah. And, like, being close to retirement. I have learned for myself the past year, like, between, like, being laid off and having some times of, like, slow work that I can't do nothing. Like, that's just not good for my mental health. So I don't know what, like, full retirement will look like for me because I, I would have to, like, be very thoughtful about not being bored because that's just not good for me. But I hope by 50 we're getting... Like, like we're like, like close enough to be like yeah we're retiring yeah. soon whatever yeah. that looks yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. so I just wish the sound quality was better because this was such a fun episode to record we typically see Rachel and Ashley like once a month mm-hmm. and usually chat about money often with them so maybe we'll have them back for a part two on a future season um do you want to share with them something we cut out of the episode? Because the oh. sound quality wasn't amazing. Oh, yeah. Some, uh, we, uh, how much money would you need to give up your dog? Because we both <laughs> couples really love their dogs. So that- we argued of how much yeah. money you, we would need to be paid. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone is going to offer us a dollar <laughs> for they, our dog. Yeah. <laughs> we would have to pay someone, someone to, to take her. her away from us. Um I think my answer is one million, though. Like, one million minimum, and I would really be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But if it was upwards, like, of multiple millions, yeah. like, I think they might have said, like, a bill. Like, yeah, yeah. They might have gone Rachel high. was very, like, yeah. nothing. Yeah, I'm she like... was like, that's my child. You're not taking it away from me. But, like... Well, we were different, too, because they've only had their dog for a few, maybe two two years years now. We've had our dog, I mean, I've had her for seven years. So I was like, well, you know, we've had a good run. Mm -hmm. And if I can get a million dollars and not have to work anymore. She's going to be out of her prom soon. Yeah. So so if anyone is listening and they would like to pay a million dollars to have the greatest dog in the world, hit us up and we can work out a deal. And also, let us know um, on Instagram or send us a message on how much you would have to be paid to give up your dog. Please follow us on Instagram at Coins and Combos Podcast, and we will link it in the show notes. If you or someone you know has an interesting history with money or would like to share their life experiences about money and wants to come on the podcast, please email us at the link in the show notes as well.